Okay, so today is March, uh, no, it's April 4th, no, 5th, 6th, April 6th, 2021, and I'm like, I'm thankfully, you know, it's a part of being alive, I'm like in the yellow-red zone, I was in the red for like however many minutes, and thankfully I was able to find some way to... Um, teeter out of it. Thankfully, there was a scripture study that was going on at the time, and there was some coloring that I could do to kind of help me tizzy back out. So I'm at least kind of in that yellow zone, yellow enough to be able to press record and just like tizzy it out some more. And yeah, it's like, what what is it that, that I get, you know, because I was in green for a good good little bit there. And then what, what helped me, what made it so uh, it was just easy for me to teeter into the yellow is like when I have to do those things that are hard for me to do, like, cause I'm such an avoidant person, right? I like, I am, right? And so when I feel like I need to confront something that is very upfront, very describing details of my boundaries, it's really hard for me and it's even harder when it is not really well received either so it's like I have to find this place in myself to be okay that to not care right to not care about other people's opinions or ideas about me and just like rely on the arm of God more more than I rely on the arm of others I guess in some ways when I go through things like this, I feel like betrayed because it's like I I voice my boundaries and my limits and my needs and it's like it's not honored, right? It's like it is dismissed immediately. And in some ways it's a good experience for me to experience because I think that I can emulate and empathize with um, how some individuals in my home It looks like they feel betrayed on a daily basis. It's like they share an interest that they have or something they would like with full belief and idea that like it's a legitimate one to say and so that they should say it so that it can be, right? And and then they get miffed every time that it's dismissed. And even if it's not like in the desire for it to be dismissed, it's like, you know, talking about it as if it... It can happen maybe in a year or five years versus just like in the next 30 seconds. Or like maybe it can happen in the next 15 minutes rather than in the next five seconds, right? And it's like, I get it. Like, it's like, I understand what that's like. It's like, I try to share my boundaries and my limits about things and being upfront and like overcoming my struggles with being so avoidant. But it's hard for me when it's not well received in the five seconds after which it was expressed, right? It's really hard for me. Like, it's hard for me to wait for that five-year mark until I can be, like, well received by people and, like, understood. It's hard for me to, like, grasp that, that that's not something I can just have as an automatic, like, like, thing. Um, because it's like, it's working with other people's agency. They, they are at their own level of understanding and being able to like developmentally understand what's going on. And then in their attachment and their desire to want to have a relationship as well. And so it's like, I don't know what else to do. It's like, I try to have good 
ideas for what I want to do when I want to do something. And then it's like I'm just in this constant battle with so many little people that just don't don't get it, don't want to get it, who are then in this mindset of like, you know, like in a typical family parent home situation, there's like parents that say like, hey, these are the things that you need to do because you live in our home, right? And then like they get in trouble if they don't do those things, right? Whereas in our home, I don't know where it started, where it's like the kids feel entitled to, I don't know, go and, and use the parents' stuff. And then they get mad when the parents need it back. And then they get mad at the parents for having to do the work in the home before they can do anything fun, right? And like, it's just so backwards. It's like, if it was in any other person's home, like these parents would be on these kids back and they'd be giving them grief and giving them what some people call heck, like for not even helping, right? For not even considering and being considerate and being like, hey, this is what we need to do as a family so that we can like live here. So we don't have to live in a garbage dump. And like, it's really not okay for me to be doing all the work. And then you just using all of our stuff and, and thinking that that's gonna work out. Like, it's just not the way it goes. And so it's like, I have to somehow sort through my feelings so I can somehow one day get to the level where I can communicate this in a way that's like not flooding someone, but that's like legitimately in a way that's like respectful and like diplomatic and all of this kind of stuff. And this all kind of like boils back to like that whole idea that I had in one of the podcasts being like, apparently I'm a parent, right? And I'm still grappling with that. It's like... The other day, someone asked me, like, oh, what did you do for Easter dinner? And I was kind of like, well, like, I never grew up with Easter, so I just celebrate Chinese New Year, really. Like, that's all I know how to celebrate. And yes, I have, like, new, like, ideas and traditions of, like, things to do. But, like, you know, it's it takes, like, a generation almost to be able to, like, start something new like that. And, and it's the same thing. I need to give myself the same grace. Like, I don't know if I'll ever do an Easter dinner, right? Like, I think, like, I'm just happy doing the whole celebratory, do the kids scavenger thing. And, like, I'm totally fine without an Easter dinner. But, like, if somebody wants to do an Easter dinner, I think that's a beautiful tradition, right? And so it's like, where am I at with this whole apparently I'm a parent thing? It's like in other people's homes, like, they do the whole parents are super strict about like chores and all of this kind of stuff and you know it's like all about the order of things it's like you do the chores thing and then you get like such and such reward thing whatever and like honestly I think it's all like guff really like I'm just like because to me especially with my personality it's like are you serious like you're gonna micromanage my life and think that's gonna work out like if you think like I like that my IQ level is like an ant to the level where you 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 think that what you think I need to do is more important than what I think I need to do like you've got something cut out for you of like this journey of being able to like work with me right and like that we can be on the same team and so in some ways I kind of like I choose that route often more often than not because that's kind of the route that I was raised in it was like my parents never gave me the chores. 
they never gave me like disciplinary anything and like in some ways I kind of feel like oh well yes that was awesome because then I when I did approach it and did go for it I had a very easy context to understand why I need to do it right it was never a thing of oh I'm just doing this because culturally in this home I'm doing it because I'm culturally accustomed to doing chores, right? Like, instead of being converted to doing the chores, right? And so, like, thankfully, in some ways, like, that was a gift in the sense that I never had to culturally do chores. I was, I was only ever doing chores because I was converted in my choice to do the chores, right? And so that's when I started doing the recycling or that's when I started doing the compost, like when I was 18 or something, right? And yes, it's been like a hard learning curve as an adult. Like hard is a mild word to, to describe how hard it's been for me to figure out how to wash the dishes, how to clean the floors, how to do the laundry, and that those three things need to happen on a daily basis. And like how to make sure like each room is like tidied up and cleaned up like on a weekly basis. Like that's taken me like 11 years to figure out. Like, and, and that's kind of like really brutal for me because like in my dream of dreams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to ever have to figure that out like during my 20s, right? I would have wanted to be doing other fun stuff in my 20s rather than trying to figure out how to do a chore, right? Like I would have loved for that to be like a no brainer thing and be like, oh yeah, I can just sneeze out a happy room. Like, I can just sneeze out a happy note, or like sneeze out another like, like a cute homemade space that's like looks all home designed and whatever, and like actually looks like that every couple hours or something because it's like maintained, right? Like, I would love to have been able to sneeze that out in my 20s, but no, instead I lived in a garbage dump throughout like all the last like 12 years of my life here. And the last 32 years, really, because like I never really figured it out. My parents never figured it out. I never really figured it out. And so I'm kind of like, I like feel so sad that I'm like leaving this. It's not like it's my end of my day or end of my life today, but seriously, if it was like the end of my life, I kind of feel like I've left this mess of a legacy. Like I just feel so sad about it. But at the same time, I have to be honest and be like, that's just not totally true. You know, like when I can tap into the truth of what Heavenly Father thinks, what Heavenly Mother thinks, what Jesus Christ thinks about me, it's like, you know, the messes actually don't matter. In the same way that like my husband is like that. He doesn't ever really say anything. The only thing he ever said was like maybe six months after we had our first baby. And we had this big conversation about how he likes the socks being put away, right? Like, and all of his other stuff that he likes, right? And, and it was good. It was instructive. Like, I had tears during that experience because I was, like, embarrassed or whatever. And I kind of have tears every day that I'm just not able because I don't have the skills to know how to make it happen every day. <laughs> and then I feel so sad because, like, then I'm trying to figure it out and I don't feel like I have the audacity to ask other people for help because I feel like I'm a lame excuse for a leader in that anyways already. So I can't feel like I have any audacity to ask for it, right? Like in the same way that like as a yoga teacher, thankfully I've like taken a yoga teacher course and I've like taught yoga for 10 years. And so like in that regard, it's like a no brainer. It's like someone could ask me to teach a yoga class. I could do it any day. 
I could sneeze it out. Like it's totally fine. And and I don't feel that way about like cleaning, homemaking, tidying, all those things. Like it's actually something that's like the hardest thing of my life. And then I just feel like I guess today it was like that culminating moment where it was like it's hard for me to be. It's easy for me to be avoided. It's hard for me to be upfront and share what my boundaries are. I was done with helping people press buttons because I was doing it for the last little bit. And normally in my morning routine, my favorite thing to do is to get all the, the hardest things for me done, which are like the dishes, and to get that done so that I can feel like I can do the next thing. Because today was supposed to be my beaver day. I was supposed to be able to go and meet people to go find beavers today, and it's already like 9.30, and I'm still not there, right? And so I'm just like super choked up because I'm just like still trying to figure out the chore thing instead of like going to do what is my favorite thing to want to do that I've been waiting my whole life to go and see the beavers and have somebody that's willing to like show me how, and I'm still doing the dishes. And I just feel so lame because like, I don't know how to talk about it. I just know that I hate doing it. And so why would I ask other people to do something that I hate doing? It's kind of like when people ask about like, you know, coming to live in Cardston or coming to homeschool or whatever. It's like, I never try to ever convert anybody into the life that I live because I recognize that I've chosen the other road. I've chosen the harder path. I've chosen the more rugged path. It's not easily paved. It's not predictable. It's not like, it's not this beautiful, like instant roses. Like, you know, exactly where you're going all the way. It's like, you have to be able to be a person that understands how to see the invisibles. You have to be able to just rely on the spirit and to know that Heavenly Father will be able to show you how, and it's going to be beautiful, but you're not going to be able to see a map to show you how beautiful it's going to be because it's going to be beyond how beautiful a map could even show it. So it's almost like they don't give you a map because it's not even, it won't even do it justice, and you just need to trust that it's going to be even better than you would have even imagined, right? And that's kind of like my life. It's like, I don't try to like convert people or tell people what I do because there's nothing that can explain to people what salt tastes like if they have never tasted salt. And so it's like, I can't, I can't just say, oh, it's like, great. It tastes like this. And it's like this because I recognize that it's totally out of their context. They will never know what I'm actually saying. And they'll probably not even believe what I'm saying because they've never actually taken the time to do it. It's like, it's like when I'm in these like, um, homeschool communities there's this one methodology that I follow and they're all big on like you know a lot of people will learn these philosophies of how to educate all of this kind of stuff and then they'll say okay but how do you actually do it what does it actually look like all of this kind of stuff right and they can always tell that's like a red flag for them when they get like comments from people like that they know that they're asking because they haven't actually taken the time to try it right like they're still in that on the fence mode of just like totally just still deciding if this is a good idea thing like because if a person has actually decided to be like oh like because it's always about math they're like well how do you actually do the math then how do you actually teach math or whatever and like you can already know like when they're asking that they're like yeah like you haven't you haven't tried it you haven't tried it for like years to like trial and error and figure out for yourself how math is going to work for you in your home right 
But for a person that has, they're not asking those questions anymore. They're not asking, well, how does it actually look like? Whatever. They already have their experience of what they've tried and they can actually ask, okay, well, like, so I've gone to the library, I've gotten all these books, I've tried out these different things, I've tried out like different like equations, all of these kinds of things, and now I'm at a point where I'm just like, well, what's next? Because I've done all of this, and then like I just can't figure out this specific question. Like, who's who's the genius that's figured out this equation before, or who's the who's the author that is like like mastered this? Like, would you know of an author that has done that yet, or like whatever? Like that is a totally different quality of question than somebody that's still at the beginner of like, but how do you actually do it, right? It's like it's like it's it's just really fascinating to me. And so I guess I'm just like talking about all this because maybe I'm trying to talk myself into realizing that maybe, maybe I'm, I, I have come somewhere because I'm, I'm not just that person that is still at the beginner being like, well, how do you actually home make? How do you actually clean the house? How do you actually like live a life where you have a schedule or how do you live a life where you actually follow through on your dreams and like your bucket list and all those things? Like I'm not there. I'm actually that that person that's living it and struggling through it and being like, okay, well I've tried this and this and this and this and this works, this doesn't, this works, this doesn't, this works sometimes, this works every time, all of that kind of stuff. So maybe I'm just one of those people that are like in the thick of it and I'm totally just like in um, that space of like, um, like kind of with blinders on because I'm so focused on the task and like maybe 10 years later I'm going to look back on this instance and laugh about it and be like yeah that was hard right and like be like yeah I'm totally different now right like I remember five years ago if I were to laugh at five years ago I was so stressed about every diaper I had to change every single diaper I changed I was crying about it every time I was like crying before I had to do the diaper crying while I had to do the diaper. I barely even did the diaper. I didn't even wipe bums at that point, at that part of my life because I was so done with diapers. I was just so mad that I had to do diapers that I didn't even wipe. I just like took off the diaper and put on a new one. I was just so done. I just didn't care anymore because I was so mad that I had to do any more diapers. And you know, and then like now five years later, it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like in a different place. Like I have like two babies later and it's like, hey, I'm in this place where I'm like, I'm like, I say diaper. I don't even say diaper. I'm like, oh, you have a surprise, right? Like that's where I'm at now, right? Like it's like, it's like I'm delighted that this person is pooping, right? Like, and I'm so glad and I can like even like analyze it and know what number of their poop it is. And I'm so happy for their health that that's, that's happening for them, right? And so like, that's what I see with a five year dis difference. And so that's where I'm like trying to go with myself here is giving myself some kind of space to be like, it's going to be different in five years. Yes, it might feel like you're pulling teeth until you get there. But honestly, just keep going. It's kind of like what I was figuring out the other day after I had gone through conference, I had this big personal revelation experience where it really came down to me that like all of the worries, all of the struggles that I've been having for however many days and weeks leading up to conference, I could really see them clearly and be like, you know what? All of them were temporal issues. All of them were situational, circumstantial, and they were just of the sort where it's like, you know what? If eternity is eternity and my life on this earth is one particle of dust in eternity, like they, these matters really don't matter because they don't have anything to do with 
with my ceiling with my family. They don't have anything to do with my testimony of Jesus Christ and like my attachment with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Because if I were to be honest about all those things, those are actually good. They're good. Like they've been done. We're still doing them. We go to, we do our sacrament every week. We like, we love doing scriptures when we do them. Like, you know, like we love the prophets. Like we just love, we love everything to do with the gospel and the church. Like done, right? And so it's like, if that's good, then it's like, it's a no brainer that Satan's working so hard on me, getting distracted on so many other things and having so much energy go towards those things that in eternity, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Like, that's where I've come to now. You know, I was struggling with, you know, vaccine or no vaccine. Or like, you know, like, you know, like live live certain rules or don't live certain rules, right? And, and all of this kind of stuff. But like, when it comes down to it, it's like, what am I going to do? It's like, it's just like Jesus Christ and, and Joseph Smith. Like, they were, like, Jesus, Joseph Smith was willing to be in the jail. And he was able to believe in Christ and Heavenly Father so much that he basically created like a sacred grove type of living in his mind, right? As he was in the jail. Same with Jesus Christ. It's like he was atoning and he was like dying on the inside and out for all of our sins and all of their grace and everything, bleeding at every pore. But he was willing, right? Like he was willing and he was okay with it because he knew it would only be for one day of agony for like an eternity of life for all of us, right? And Or it was like three days of death or whatever, right? Like a day of death so that he, like we could all like, you know, rise up again. So like sometimes I have to wonder to myself, it's like, you know, if I get the vaccine or not, like, you know, like I have to realize, cause like for me, like in my heart of hearts, it's like, well, of course I'm not gonna vaccine injure myself. Like that's just a no brainer scientifically. But then at the same time, if it's like one of those things where it's like Joseph Smith lets them put him in a jail instead of like going and run away and whatever, right? Like he let them put him in a jail, like in the same way that Jesus Christ let them put him on the cross, you know, like he didn't just run away. It's like, okay, so like, what am I to do? Cause like, you know, I just, I realize how the world works, you know, like, especially when people make rules about stuff, they always say, hey, you can't go overseas unless you've had such and such medicines, such and such shots. And like, I get that, you know, like, and I understand that that might limit certain people that just are totally against that. And they'll say, hey, I'll only ever serve in this province, whatever, like, because you have these rules. So that'll just mean that I'll just stay in this province because I'm totally against having such and such vaccines, medicines, whatever. And that's totally good, right? And at the same time, it's like, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? Whether or not I get the vaccine or not or whatever, like, I kind of feel like I'm getting to a point where it's like, in my heart of hearts, I would just not get it, right? Done, right? And if, for example, like Heavenly Father wanted me to be like some kind of international serving person, kind of like the apostles who have like their mission is to go and serve all over the world and travel to different places and do all that. That makes sense that they went and got the vaccine, whatever, right? And for me as well, like I kind of see my future in a similar light. It's like I see myself serving all over the world. I see myself having a house in every part of the world and being able to have people work in my house and that business that I've established in every continent and, and, and employing every single person in a village that needs a job, right? And I'll just find a job to make for them so that they can have a job, right? 
And that's kind of where I see myself going. So in those like situational things, it's like, yeah, I could see myself going that direction. And so yes, maybe that would mean that I would have a vaccine at some point in my life. And maybe like I might get vaccine injured in taking that step of faith to do that. And at the same time, it's like, well, what is, what's the cost, right? Like, am I willing to try anyways so that I can serve even more, you know, and, and have those opportunities? Like, I think I would be in the same way that like, you know, Jesus Christ was willing to die so that all of us could have the service, right? Or like Joseph Smith was willing to go into jail so that nobody else had to go in the jail, right? He was willing to do it. And so it's like, if I stepped into this place where it was like, I'm going in to get vaccines, it's like, it would be for that purpose, right? It wouldn't be for anything else. It wouldn't be for me because clearly I already know for myself, my health is fine. Right? Like, but if they needed to have a report or record to say, like, in their books that my health is fine and because I got such and such whatever, so be it, right? Because in the same way, like, you know, I know Joseph Smith knew he was fine, right? Like, but they needed to feel like he needed to be in a jail. So he was like, fine, just put me in the jail, right? Like, and, and, you know, like, it's just like, I just feel like that's where I'm at with that thing anyway. So, I, like, I'm having peace. Like I'm having peace that I don't, I'm not doing it right now. And I'm having peace like if it needed to happen for some such and such goal that I had and that was like the, the barrier to get to that goal, I'd be like, okay, like, well, if it makes sense for this mission that I have, then totally fine, right? Like, let's just get, like, let's just do this. I might get vaccine injured. I might, you know, be a totally different for the rest of my life. And at the same time, the other option is maybe I just get a little bit injured and I heal from it and I can move forward and I can still serve in that bigger mission. And it's the same thing. Like anything can make us sick, right? It's like every single thing in this environment could, could cause us to be injured at any moment. Whether it's the food we eat, the water we drink, the, you know, the pollution in the air or any other chemicals in the environment that we're in. Like all of those things have a risk at making us injured at any point, right? And so it's like, I have to be very clear about, you know, what am I willing to do to, um, you know, have the peace of mind and, and do the things that I can control and, and just leave it at that. It's kind of funny how I trailed into this. Cause at first when I was going to do a podcast, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be ranting on this podcast about how unfair it is that I'm just this like this slave in the house and da 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 and like I have so many things to do and nobody else cares and da 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 and like the blame game all over again. But then as I like pondered about it as I was coloring, it came really clear. It's like it's not even about the dishes. It's not even about like how many chores I have to do or whatever. It's just that I wanted to go see beavers today and I'm just really whining right now because I don't get to see them right now. It's like 9.30 still, and I'm still not looking for beavers. Like, I'm just like totally this like five-year-old whining right now, being like, I wanted to see beavers, and I don't get to right now. And like, and and literally having to wait probably like another four hours until I'm actually ready to go and do that. And, you know, and, and, and to be okay with that. Like, and it's okay that I'm a whining five-year-old sometimes. Because I have five-year-olds, six-year-olds, whatever. I have people in my house that I need to be able to empathize with and understand them. So if I'm going through something and I'm upset about it, it's okay. Because sometimes I need to be upset about things so that I can understand when other people are upset. Because sometimes I feel like Heavenly Father's protected me so well because I've been learning how to shield myself. I've been learning how to like self-regulate myself 
to a certain degree, right? Where it's like I'm like 20 years more advanced than most people in the house, right? And so then like I have these like 20 more years of experience of learning how to do that. And so sometimes I think I, I, I let off this impression that, oh, like I figured it out and I'm suddenly this person that just gets just knows how to do everything and and to the point where sometimes they ask me questions and then and I'm like literally like, like like in my head I'm like you think I have the answer to that question one I'm flattered two I have no idea like right it's like I just feel so flattered I'm like I'm so glad you think I'm that smart like I am so glad you think that I know as much as this as like the encyclopedias of the world do and I just like so flattered I'm like that is so sweet Thank you for asking, because just the fact that you asked made me feel so smart, right? And then there's the other part of me like, I have no idea, because clearly all I learned how to do was press buttons growing up. I didn't know how to learn from books. I didn't know how to like clean dishes. Like I was very ill-educated growing up. I might have learned how to speak another language. I, maybe I have that. I may have learned how to teach yoga later on. But like other than that, like I, you know, everything that I may have learned at some point in my life, it wasn't like I totally owned it either. It was like it was it was put into my life as like a force of being like, you need to do such and such thing and, and answer such and such thing so that you can be pleasing to, to me kind of thing. That was kind of like the controlling experience that I had with like learning anything growing up. And so I never really learned anything. I just knew how to play the game of pretending that I knew something. And and then, and I played it well enough, but like faking it really didn't make it. Like even, especially once I got to university, it was like, I tried to fake it again. And I was like, no, yeah, I'm just failing. They're asking me to leave the university because I don't know how to learn anything. And I don't know how to do any of the things that they're asking me because they're so like beyond what I have capable ability to like pay attention to. That was the other thing. Like I didn't know I had possible dyslexia at that point or possible ADHD or, you know, possible like attention deficit, anything disorder stuff. I just knew that I sucked at doing whatever they asked me to do. I was like, so you want me to do that? Like I'll spend 20 hours trying to do it, but still I'll get zero, right? Because it's like, I still don't get it, right? And so thankfully, you know, I've been able to heal from those experiences. I've been able to like go out in nature and be like, Heavenly Father loves me, like regardless of how well I learn things or how easy it is for me or whatever. And like, you know, he understands that I like to learn things from pictures and like from videos. Like that's why I actually did thrive with online school. Like I loved it because everything was taught through um, like not everything, but a lot, almost everything was taught through video. And then if it was not video, it was like, you know, little animations of like slideshows and things just to keep that like super engaging and stuff. So like, you know, I did online gym, I did online math, I did online English. And it was like, I don't know why, but it, for my personality, it worked really well because I was way easier for me to communicate with people over writing than it was for me to talk with them face to face. Cause the face to face interaction was too much for me. It was like, I was way too shy for that. I was like, it, it worked really well for my avoidant kind of nature because it was way easy for me to write something else and send it, right? Like, and I could just say anything, do anything, and I could feel full liberty that I wasn't like offending anyone or whatever because I just knew that like, you know, it was just being transferred through like this computer and the computer was kind of being my like butler in that way. 
and I just, I don't know, I really enjoyed doing that. And like, I really thrived when my, like my face-to-face -face English teacher would be like, hey, we're gonna do blogs. That's what our unit is this time. So everybody's gonna have this like blog that they all add to, and we're gonna have a topic question, and then you just type out what are your ideas about it every time. Like every other day, just add more of what your idea is about that thought or whatever. And I was like, sweet! If that was my whole writing experience course for like, like all of the 12 years that I was in this system, I think I would have thrived! I think I would have been like, oh, like, oh, Jenny is so good at English. She's a genius because she knows how to press buttons, right? And I think that's like a true thing. Like, I was looking at like dyslexic something, advantage stuff, and they said something like how for dyslexics, it is, it is like, absolutely important for them to use technology like it's like they can't they can't move forward without technology to the to the level that they would like to almost like how they like for people with disabilities like amputations it's almost completely imperative that they are able to access those really cool like leg things that like attach onto their legs and like make it so they're able to like do all the sports that they would want to do and like do all of the things that they that are fun for them and I think that's the thing with me and like this dyslexia thing. It's like, hey, I'm kind of starting to realize like maybe, maybe I did thrive with online school for a reason. Maybe I did love doing the blog thing and I love, you know, doing this podcast thing or doing the, you know, like, like I just, I don't know why. I just really like typing. Like I, I can write out my stuff, but like after a little while, I get really tired because I have so much to write. Like, if I could type it, I could do maybe like 10, 20 pages of work, right? But if I could, if I could write it, it's like maybe five. I peter out at five, maybe maximum nine, because I get tired. My muscles are tired, um, and 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 my ideas are so fast that typing it is way easier for me to feel fulfilled from that experience because I can type as fast as I'm thinking. And I love learning how to type. Like when I started typing, there was this rowboat thing that they got me on and it was like, you type and the rowboat guy goes faster and faster and faster. And so we would do this funny thing where it was like, it was like asking you to write AAA, but we would be like, JFK, 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 just so we could see him go really fast. But then at the end of the race, it would be like he wouldn't win because he didn't get anything right. <laughs> so anyways, but now there's this thing where it's like dictation, where it's kind of like my podcast style. And I'm like, oh, so I don't even need to be able to type. Like, I don't even need to be able to write, right? I can just open my mouth and press record. So I'm just like, done like dinner, right? Like, oh goodness, I am just amazed with this. And I was talking with a friend, and I guess that's how one of her, that's what her husband did for his whole mission. He didn't journal write, he did audio journals for his whole mission. And I'm like, ooh, now that's something to think about. Because like, I've been doing these audio journals for like a year now, maybe longer than that, more than a year. And that's what I'm all about too. It's like all the things that I can say with my tone, with my anger and all of my emotions. Like I don't have enough vocabulary to be able to know how to do that quickly when I'm writing because it's one thing to write and have penmanship and it's a whole other thing to think and think creatively and then to mesh the two together to a level where you can just instant sneeze it out. Boom. That's amazing, right? That's like probably E.B. White style, right? Where he's just like, 
You know, and it wasn't like he sneezed it out. He only wrote like four or five books, right? And then he had all these essays. Um, it, as like in like contrast to all these other authors where they like sneeze out a book, like two books a year or whatever, and they just keep sneezing it out one after the other, one after the other. And I'm like, wow, like I'm, I feel like I can just relate with E.B. White so much because I feel like if that's what I'm going to do, that's what I would do because I don't, I don't love writing, right? Like I would prefer to be sailing like he was. I would prefer to just be digging in the garden, but I have this pull to feel like I need to write something, right? Like I need to do at least one Chinese picture book, illustrated picture book of like a Chinese story of some girl somewhere, right? Like somebody's history. I need to find it and I need to do a little girl story of her story and have it be an, a children's illustrated picture book story. And, and then have it be a series, right? I'd love for it to become a series, but not just a series of Chinese. I would literally like to somehow connect with Roots Tech and take everybody's story from every continent and create a little girl story, a little boy story from every continent and have it be like a family history, picture book collection series, right? And just have this like world, big world experience of all of these people, like kind of like Home in the Woods, but for everybody, right? Like Home in the Woods is the version for like maybe, oh, um, probably like US, like that would be like the continent that, that that would connect with or the country, right? So that's Home in the Woods. That was the Great Depression. That was their story, right? And I want, I want a little girl story like that for like the Cultural Revolution, right? Or like the, you know, whatever. Like, just lots of these stories that I'm like, they need to happen, right? Like, they just do. And maybe I won't be the actual writer. Maybe I won't be the actual illustrator. Maybe I'll just be the starter and be like, guys, I'm not a great writer. I'm not a great drawer. But I'm just going to start it anyways. And then maybe on, on my um, journey, I'll meet other people to be like, actually, I kind of draw better than you. Maybe I should be the drawer. I'll be like, yes, you be the drawer. Because clearly... That would be amazing. So you take on the drawing, right? And then I keep writing, and then I find somebody else, and they'll be like, actually, I kind of write better than you. Maybe I should do the writing. I'll be like, yes, hallelujah. Like, I've just been waiting for somebody else to do the writing. Like, I just wanted to do it because I know it needs to get done. But clearly, it's so awesome that somebody else wants to take over and just, like, keep doing it because, like, I just know that it needs to happen. So I just keep getting all these business ideas, right? Whether it's like this like picture book illustrated story series or whether it's like this like cafe that needs to be built in this town somewhere where people can have healthy food, right? Like like smoothies and juices and deli things and like and food for their pets, right? Like they come by with their pets and they can get snacks for them and they can give their pets snacks. And there's like seating for them and their pet and you know like it's just like all the works all the works and like uh i just have so many ideas so anyways i'm so glad because i was super mad and i was in the red getting to the yellow back into the yellow and i think i'm almost at the green now i probably am at the green because i'm like kind of laughing and kind of like in this place where like things are better i'm getting my business ideas again i love when I'm in that business idea mode where I just keep getting idea after idea after idea and it's just like boom, 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 boom. I'm just like ideas are coming every millisecond of the day and I love it and it's great and I just love it. Can you help me press?